Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, or whenever you decide to listen to this podcast, because, well, that's up to you and nobody the fuck else. This is a very special episode of an absolute gag called Gag Reports Now about the prom. Give it some gag. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Some (laughs) events in pop culture happen and must be addressed immediately. As a reporter, that's right, I'm a journalist. I don't know who, uh, who didn't know that, but I am a journalist now, now that I have a podcast. And I had to talk about... Netflix's movie, The Prom. And who could I turn to to help me break down this, this event, this film? (laughs) (laughs) But I had to call upon a favorite Joan of mine and one of our former guests. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) Does he have stuff to say? (laughs) Please welcome my guest at this time, Tyler Anthony Smith. Hi, Tommy. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I thought we were talking about Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> Wait, did you just get Tracy Ullman in her old lady <laughs> costume confused with Glenn Close? I did, I did. <laughs> it all starts to become one at the end of the day, you know? <laughs> Also, Tyler and I were messaging uh, our feelings about the prom, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was (laughs) on Friday night after I had viewed, you had viewed the movie as well. We viewed at the same time without knowing. That's that's how (laughs) meant to be this, this was. This was fate. And yes, we started talking, and we just had so much to say. And true, was I for tequila ginger ales in to the evening? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did I stop at four? No, I kept going. <laughs> but our conversation, I said, Tyler, stop. We must stop. We are going to record an episode all about the prom. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, have your people talk to my people. <laughs> so my cat called <laughs> and basically <laughs> that's my people now <laughs> yeah and my mine is just like i don't know i have like a ceramic elephant in my bedroom that i'm staring at right now that's my people <laughs> what's that elephant's name oh i don't know i have never thought about it we all we do is have sex and stare at each other um <laughs> Felix. Its name is Felix. Oh, sure. Felix. That works. (laughs) (laughs) Like all my lovers, it's Felix. Um. (laughs) Tyler, let's go ahead and dive into our topic at hand. So I thought we would go ahead and tackle what didn't work and what did work. So let's go ahead and get rip the Band-Aid right off. Let's talk about what didn't work. Let's start 
you tell me ultimately mm. what the glaring thing is that didn't work about this movie. The beanie that the that the main lesbian wore. <laughs> I don't remember her name because <laughs> even though she was the central focus, I didn't care about it. <laughs> and that's that's my synopsis of the prom. I didn't care about the lesbian <laughs> who is the reason why there is a prom. <laughs> well, no. a prom. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but then there is a prom. Spoiler alert. There's there's a few proms actually. How many proms? So many proms. Um, But actually, sorry, it's in seriousness. Besides the beanie, um, I mean, do we just talk about James Corden now? We have to. Like, I mean, just like we got to. It's like there's a ghost in the room, and that and that ghost is is doing carpool karaoke and won't stop. It's the ghost of Rosemary Clooney. Doing carpool karaoke, and she's like, "Wow, I'm glad I peaced out when I did." <laughs> Could you imagine them duetting "Love You Didn't Do Right by Me"? By the way, this is dropping on Christmas. Merry Christmas! Christmas everybody. Day. Christmas Day. This is Santa's Christmas Day gift oh to God. our Jones. Is us talking about the prop? That's <laughs> <laughs> what every white. <laughs> F-A-G-G-O-T is going to want. Oh, thank you for spelling, because they can't. So oh, I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. So, yes, James yeah. Corden plays the role of Barry. That's who, that. Yes. What'd you say? <laughs> I, I'm i glad you said his name, because oh. to me, I, I, my brain has spent no time on memorizing these character names. I know them as James Corden. I know them as Meryl Streep. I know them as the baby. Nikki Kay, as I call her, back from our clubbing days. Um, oh, Nikki Kay. <laughs> I, and so I do know, I, sh- I should probably preface and, and, and share with you, I saw the show on Broadway. Oh, so oh. I am very familiar with the prom. And uh, I goer. <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah. I loved seeing it. So Barry originally was played by Brooks S. Mancus, who is like yes, icon yes. legend. We love him. Uh and uh is actually gay. And that is <laughs> what's that? What's that? <laughs> He's actually an F.A. <laughs> I just started spelling it all over again. <laughs> We're here for 16 hours because all you do is spell. <laughs> F. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yes, so he's actually gay. And uh, James is um, not, uh, as far as we know. As far you know, as we know. His personal journey we don't want to just assume i i think we're all gay and we only you know don't want everyone to confess that they're gay because then we can't be on our high horse about being gay you know like that's 75 percent of what makes me better than people is that (laughs) is that a kid who's now in prison came over to me at the lunch table and called me a faggot you know so (laughs) that's what makes me better than people i survived it Listen, if I, you know, if you take away the special quality of being gay, then you're just mean. 
That's you're, like, you're, just, you're just rude. <laughs> but because we are gay, uh, we're given a little bit of a shield and yeah. some armor <laughs> with our wit. You can't see it. I got <laughs> air quotes. Air quotes. We are witty people. <laughs> So, so tell me, what was your reaction when you first heard those sibilant S's coming out of James's uh, mouth? Well, the thing is, I didn't quite, I didn't clock the sibilant S's at first because I have sibilant S's. And so I just, I, it just like, it was cool to my ears, I guess. I don't know, because I don't even hear them when I do them anymore. Like... Um, they tried to knock them out of me in um, college. They tried to send me to a conversion therapist. And I, I said, no, I, I fear at the end of the day that this is what's going to stand me apart from a lot of other um, twinks. So, <laughs> and <laughs> don't not, all twists, all, all twists, all the twinks have sibling S's, right? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I wasn't surprised. Was my first reaction. Yes. To, to keep us on track here. I I I didn't I wasn't surprised. I wasn't disappointed. Because I think by the time I watched the movie, I already I had prepared for for what yeah. I knew what he was going to do. Yeah. Because he's always it, it just there's never like Meryl Streep lately just always does the same stuff, but like at least it's Meryl Streep, you know. <laughs> but at least like it's kind of like you put in the work. Like James, right. what have you done? Like you've done, like you won uh, Tony for a play. First of all, you didn't even like not even a musical, and then second of all, like, uh, what a hack! He only yeah. does plays. What I'm uh, dragging all of them, <laughs> taking them all down. Take him down. <laughs> I could, but then he like became a talk show host, and like that was it. And so now he's all of a sudden we have to put him in musicals, every yeah. musical. And I'm like, no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we. Don't. Oh, he did cats. Yeah, and into the woods. Oh my god, he's ruined yes. three things. Well, cats, <laughs> God save the queen, but that couldn't be, but, you know, exactly. I mean, that's that's a disaster all on its yeah. own. Yeah. However, he's walking around here acting like he knew it was terrible the whole time and everything. And I'm like, bitch, you still took that paycheck. Like, right. I don't, like, like, you said yes, you signed on the dotted line. So, yep. I have no sympathy for you. <laughs> none. None. Yeah, I, I it's so weird because of course in I did do I didn't take notes like um when we did our Emmy award winning episode about um Jane Horrocks and Sally Bowles. Um that was by cool. the way, did you know that Donald Trump died? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we the last time you were on our president uh, died. So yeah. you... <laughs> he's now dead. Um Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I don't. I have no notes in front of me. I'm not cheating. Um, no, go ahead to, to the dear audience at home. But I did look at like, you know, people like like um, other actors weighing in on like the whole like 
well, like, should like a, a, a straight person play a gay person right. and blah, 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 blah. And of course I would like to have sex with Andrew Rannells. So I am always on alert about when he <laughs> opens his mouth and he, he defended James, of course, because why would you not? And, and then it just like, I started thinking to myself about the whole issue and I, I just, I don't know because like, it's tough. Cause like with younger people and like, especially now, like, I feel like we're about to hit a generation or in a generation or two where like, just everyone's queer. So yeah, it's, where there's not going to be labels as much. Right. And so I don't, I don't know how to solve this because like, yes, I'm like, I would have loved for like Nathan Lane to have played this role. And then we also wouldn't need the whole tired subplot about the mom, you know, like, well, that, that is my problem. That is where they dropped the ball. Truly. Is that they made it this, like, like an attempt for him to get like, a golden globe scene out of all of this by having this ridiculous, like they threw me out, they Ugh. did it, which is not in the Broadway musical at all. At all. Like, I was watching a bootleg today. It's not there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not there at all. And truly, <clears throat> and this will, I'll touch on this later, but like Barry was an example of like, something that people forget when telling queer stories is that there are plenty of queer people who are dropped by their family or forgotten or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that some of these queer people are like, okay, fuck that then. Like, I don't want to, then I'm going to, I'm going to succeed without you or I'm going to go on through my life. And sometimes we don't get that beautiful, like, you know, you've always been my son and like, Tracy Oldman. Like, she like, her entrance was as if she had just walked onto the set by accident <laughs> and was like, well, I wasn't doing anything today. So sure, I will be in the the prom. The prom? <laughs> Did she even know the title? She still doesn't, I don't think. She doesn't even know, like, she can't even say Ryan Murphy's name, correct? She keeps on calling him Ryan Murray. <laughs> When I was working on Bill Murray's The Prime, <laughs> starring Nikki Kay and <laughs> Muriel <I>, Strip, <laughs> it just like it was so unnecessary. It was so unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Well, and my whole thing was also like it's so clear. Like he's like you can tell James is like because by nature James is kind of a decently flamboyant human being Mm -hmm. judging from performance and like what little of his, of his talk show I've subjected myself to. And he, he, he seems like he was toning himself down as if like he was nervous to come across as the stereotype. And that's why I don't agree with his casting at all, but like a lot of people are like slandering it online and being like, this was offensive, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it wasn't necessary. It shouldn't have been him. I right. wouldn't go so far to say it was offensive. Like, yeah, he, I mean, besides the sibling S, like everything else was just the material. And yeah, in fact, they did him dirty by like adding the mom subplot because then he had to further yeah. explore material that he was not yeah. connected to at all. Yeah. Brooks oddly like 
played it like I mean it was broad because the character's written as broad and it's right. supposed to be because it's a musical comedy like yeah. it's supposed to be a big character. However, Brooks found a way to add like nuance to it that like mm-hmm. I think honestly n- the kind of nuance that only somebody with that experience and that background can mm-hmm. bring to a role like that. Like it's yeah. like it's just always you know uh, it's just. I agree with you. Like, I hate to put like guidelines on unless it is specifically based on clearly like race, like culture, like mm-hmm. something like that. I don't think we can immediately start being like, well, you can't, you can't, because then you're like, then I'm taken out. You know what I mean? Right, and so exactly. I'm like, well, no, okay, I don't want to get mad, but I also want to say, look at the material. And, like, if you're going to give your character this, like, emotional moment of pretty much putting on queer trauma for, mm-hmm. you know, for accolade, like, that, I don't want to see that. Like, right, it, yeah. That, Ch- Valerie Cherish, I don't need to see that. I don't need to. Time out, time, time out. out. <laughs> Jay. Jay. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe it's like, you know, if the material is so heavily dependent on you on that experience then don't put that person in there it's yeah i don't know but then you know tommy i just don't i don't expect better than from hollywood or from netflix i don't yes and i know thank you. And I, I know we're like definitely in this period right now where and i maybe we always are but of like trying to do better and like trying to like mm-hmm. you know if you are if it's a gay role, it should be played by a gay person. If it, yeah. you know, and we're trying to, you know, but I don't expect no, <laughs> I, I, they can't get their shit together in terms of like not being totally whitewashed. So how am I supposed yeah. to expect them to actually cast a, a, a gay person as a gay character? I don't like, yeah. and everyone's like, I don't know. And of course, like, I mean, I go online and all these people I know on Facebook are like raging against James Corden for this and all that. And I'm like, it's so easy for you to have morals when you're not corrupt, like celebrities are. We're all pure. And of course, we're like, no, just cast the gay person. But I like, there's so much, and I'm not defending it. I'm just saying there's factually so much involved. And like, I mean, you look at, the 2007 version of Hairspray and John Travolta is Edna. That happened because the producers of that movie, a lot of the, the backers financially are from China and John Travolta has a high market in China Uh sells there. And they were like, that's how fucked up it is. It's, it's all like what you're saying is maybe instead of, um, raging against one person rage against the machine <laughs> like go against it all and yeah. and it is kind of that thing where it's like we we go through this every year and every something always happens that you're just like god damn it that's so frustrating and i'm so yeah. mad however like what i can't break it <laughs> like, I, like, I can't like i because i'm not rich and like and right. it's all fucked up it is all fucked up i work in storefront theater in chicago <laughs> <laughs> i cannot fix netflix and i cannot fix, fix hollywood and i can't even fix ryan murphy who should know better but 
but I guess yeah. it doesn't. But and, it, and again, though, it's all about the almighty dollar and like, and people are like, well, you know, they should do this. They should do that. And I'm like, yes, but like, I, right. I this is not, this is not shocking. To, it's not it shocking at all. And also like, I know a lot of straight musical theater actors in Chicago alone, had they been given that opportunity, would have taken it. Oh boy, would they because, ever. Would they fact. ever. And then they'd defend themselves and they'd be like, well, I just love, oh, yeah. just kidding, I'm gay, just kidding. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've of seen, course you're going to, if. I've Ryan seen Murphy straight performers up. perform his big song, Barry, you know, Barry's right. going to prom. I've seen that. I've yeah. seen straight performers play this and do yeah. this. And I'm like, but because it's like mainstream and stuff, we're really like furious about it. And I get it. Um, but like you said, it's like, guys, what else were we expecting? <laughs> so beyond James Corden. And I wish I could put all the blame on James Corden because I really don't care for him. Yeah. But, but I'm like, if I, you're, you're told that like, you're going to be in this big flashy musical with Meryl Streep and, my good friend Nikki K. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and Andrew Rannells, who is like, you know, oh, just God. Oh. So hot. <laughs> just rip me in into. I haven't had I haven't had sex with anyone besides my ceramic elephant Felix in <laughs> ten months now, maybe. So I <laughs> It's, I just, it's been longer than that. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I just like the like. If somebody brushes up against my arm right now, I'm like down yeah. for the count. I'm oh, like, I know. Same. And I'm like, I'm full on like Meg Ryan and Winnie and Sally. Just full on. Yes. 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 I'll have a two thousand. Um, I can't even blame the pandemic at this point because it was already an issue before then. But (laughs) I literally, (laughs) I love where this is going. I've said a couple of times in uh, some sessions of therapy, uh, Mm -hmm. I've been like, I'm frustrated because the pandemic is making it harder to date and it's already the fucking worst <laughs> for me. And so I'm like, stop, 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 stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, so James Corden, big, big, like, big, and big yeah. issue. And also, like, again, we need to say that it's more, it's so much more than what people are mad about. He's just not good in it. Like, it's just not, it's not right for him. And it's no. not, and he's very, it's just wrong. It's just miscast on like a ton of levels. It's not okay. even just that. Um, how about, so you mentioned this earlier, uh, the character of Emma. Is that the, the main be- lesbian? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The beanie wearing lesbian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, um, you are seeing there, you had watched some clips yes. wink, of the Broadway. <laughs> That's the line tutorial, as the kids are now calling it. The first time I saw that, I was like, what the fuck are y'all on? I know. These Billy Eilish listening motherfuckers are like, I'm going to call bootleg slime tutorials. I'm like, work. But then, like, in this title, they're still saying what the show is. And I'm like, it's still going to get taken down. You... 
not a Beth level dancing slime tutorial wink. And you're like, stop. <laughs> you, t- you literally put her full name. <laughs> we know what it is. I can see it. <laughs> um, yes. So I watched, I watched not all of it today, but I watched a good chunk of the, the closing Broadway performance. Yeah. Uh, oh, good. I was crying okay. a lot. It's an emotional show. Like I, yeah. Well, when we get to what worked, I will I will yeah. rave about the actual production. But but the Emma Emma has always been kind of like I think you nailed it on the head when it's like I didn't know I forgot that there's you know this the central story is about this young lady who can't go to prom because she wants to take a girlfriend, and I think what was missing that I think uh, comes across better on stage is that Emma, Caitlin Cunan, and I think is her last name. Um, she she played Emma as like, again, it's it, the whole point of Emma is like, I don't want to be an example. Like, I don't want to be like a revolutionary, like, sure. you know, example of like freedom and like equality and all this stuff. She's like, I just want to go to prom with my girlfriend. And like, mm-hmm. that's the whole crux of the story, right? Is that like, there's, yes, there are big fights happening and about like equality and about like indifference and everything. But at the core, what we're just trying to do is live as humans and just be human. <laughs> like, yep. And that's like what she's like, the point is in the movie, She's like a charming young woman. I mean, just like so sweet, great voice, all this stuff. She constantly was smiling <laughs> the whole time. It was like she was doing like a stereotypical like musical theater, like yeah. And I was, and I and watching the bootleg today, I was like, okay, so we cast an an someone that we got the privilege privilege of saying and introducing blah blah yes. blah in the movie. So like. Why didn't we just? Why? Why couldn't Caitlin do it? Because she looks. She looks no older. She looks no older, and like she just has like uh, to me like a different energy that like matches. I think what yeah. was intended in the creation of this character. I agree a hundred. I was like I. I mean, she was smiling like no, like literally the whole time. Like <laughs> even like when she shows up to. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen the movie, I don't know part right now, but um, she like she shows up to the fake prom and like she's crying, but she's even like kind of smiling, and I'm like, "Girl, <laughs> you're in you, one. You live in Indiana, and two, which also everyone was too pretty." Oh, I'm from Indiana. Let me tell you how incorrect all of that was. I was like, there is plenty of dental work that like you all have had that is not accessible in Indiana that I'm like what is happening nobody drove like a truck that like may or may not have a, a really offensive flag flying out of it I was like this is not Indiana <laughs> it didn't it didn't add up and like I get that like to an extent like you don't want it to look like stereotypical like podunk Indiana because like yeah. I agree that like you know like just as bad as like the folks in Indiana are bigots in it. It's also like, well, also like 
in the two in the opening number and in like well the reprise of the opening number changing lives which is hysterical yeah. and i love it because so <laughs> theater people are so the worst we, we're not changing it's anything. So <laughs> i mean we we are but on a grand scale we're not changing anything and um um but where was i going with that it's like they're they're just as bad assuming like yeah. the folks well not as bad but like assuming like everyone in indiana is like you know fucking their cousin yeah. so and yeah they just were they but they were too like like carrie washington phenomenal oh so good so good but which she'll go under what works but would not she just didn't i was like why are you're you're not a, I don't, you, I'm not buying that you're a bigot and that you live in Indiana. Yeah. I know she was phenomenal, but like, yeah. I also think she was a solid 10 years older than her daughter. And I was like, correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> I was correct. like, I was like, oh, when did you have her? Which is the most Indiana thing, I think. You can say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and then yeah. Ariana DeBose, I think, yeah. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, mm-hmm. was, it was the daughter, which who is like the other lesbian, and yeah, and I also, I mean, I, are are the lesbians in this movie actual lesbians in real life? Have we done that research? Are so, we not mad about that though? I don't. <laughs> are we going to cherry pick what we're I mad at? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, seriously, but, but it is true. I there is a question, and I think it is also because, well, first of all, I just think that. Um, women's sexuality is so much more accepted and understood on a lot of levels. And so like, so like it kind of doesn't matter because women are just better and they have like, they're more in tune with their like sexual, like understandings and, you know, their interests and everything. Hey Armand. Um, (laughs) He's coming in here meowing. Uh, So. I hated the poem. (laughs) He's a diehard Angie Schroyer fan. So like he's oh. so, that is a really good point as far as like okay, so are they? I don't know. We don't know. Right. And that's fine. Uh, but it's also a failing of of Ryan and translating this to the screen. Mm-hmm. Like because Ryan lives in a world of extremes constantly, like <laughs> immediately we get this crazy moment of her like opening up her locker and like seeing that like those stuffed animals like scissoring each other like whatever and like and that's like way too much like all that needed to happen or just like let the cheerleader bitches be bitches and like just be mad at her Mm -hmm. and that's fine and then because what happens is she sees this horrible thing people have broken into her personal property and like done all that. And then the music's like, bump, 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 bump. And she's like, don't be gay in Indiana. And you're like, and you're like, like, wow, you're very cheerful after yeah. like <laughs> this awful thing that happened yeah, to you. Violated your property and put like, <laughs> yeah, that didn't add, that didn't add up for me at yeah. all. Yeah. But he like, it, his queer trauma has to be like life threatening or yeah, intimidating at all, times. At, at all times. Like his, and that's the thing of that I appreciate about the the stage musical and something that could have been fixed is that if we just would have chilled out on 
it is bad enough that this girl has to like a live in Indiana be just like <laughs> that she's she's being accused as like the reason that they can't have prom mm-hmm. and that's stakes enough for that character there's that's no true. need to increase the stakes no. we got it you nope. know nope no stakes it's mm-hmm. yeah and and on top of it all she's just she's just smiling the whole time <laughs> Which just makes you get sick of her, quite frankly, and concerned that she's like so used to this kind of abuse. And I don't know. Yeah, I I kept going back and forth watching because I was like, I don't, one, I don't think I agree with this portrayal and also like how she's maybe being directed or not being directed and no one's telling her to stop doing that. But, and then they're editing the film and they're like, oh, fuck, she's literally smiling every time. But, and I think I also just didn't care about the whole point of the movie, which was um, the, the the fact that a, a lesbian teenager cannot go to her prom. Yeah. Was because, one, it's this, it's all more balanced in the stage version from what I've seen so far. And, I, yes. and of course, I can't speak fully to that because I haven't seen that, but that's why you're here on my podcast. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> but... but e- um, it's the fact that you've now brought these superstars uh-huh. into the story. You've you've given us Meryl Streep, you've given us Nikki Kay, <laughs> you've given us Kerry Washington, yes. you've given Keegan Michael um, Keegan Ke- Keegan Michael Key <laughs> Keegan Michael Key. Who's on first? <laughs> You're giving me. A grave misuse of Mary Kay Place, which that actually comes before the use of James Corden. I'm sorry. You know what? If they had actually used Mary Kay Place correctly, I would have said, you know what? I love James Corden. (laughs) They should have double cast her as Emma's grandmother and Barry's mom. (laughs) I agree that I agree with that. Yes. Um, Man, that was wild. Yeah, she did, she also popped up, and I was like, "Why are you here? Yeah. I yeah, love you. Why are you here?" And um, that character is nowhere in the musical. Like, it's of just course like, not. Of course not. Um, no. So I just so you naturally are like, no, I want more Meryl Streep. And when Meryl yeah. Streep's giving like as fun a performance as she is, and as much when it's she's more innovative than anything she's done in a very long time. Yeah, when she's playing when she's playing Madeline in the beginning of death becomes her when she's on stage, like it literally was that whole Broadway, like Madeline show all over. again. It was like her in the future, you know? Oh my, it was. Yeah. I see me. This is not about me. Our (laughs) companions. Yes. They are in the same canon. I, so, so I think the story just automatically suffered then because even on Broadway, like, Sure, you have Beth Level who has a Tony Award. You have um um what Brooke. Brooks Ash Oshkosh Bagosh and um and you got Chris Sieber, you got it just Chris Sieber from that sitcom starring Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen from the late 90s. Mary Kate, Mary Kate, I get it. Okay, now it all makes sense. No, you have Andy Schwar who is has, is it, genius. No, and and like it's like the character's name is Angie because it's her. Like it's right. written. Right. 
for her. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. But no. I get what you're saying is that in that casting, when you do that on stage, you are clearly telling the audience this is an ensemble piece. This is about everybody in this show, right? Everybody's on like level playing ground. That is difficult in film when we want stars, when we have movie stars, and it's not it's not the same. And so, and also, um, we kind of stumbled on like an uh, accidental point, which is um, Mary Kay Place being added into this movie as her grandmother. Mm-hmm. She gets to tell Emma's story about being kicked out of her house and stuff like that. And Emma doesn't get to tell her story. That's the problem. Emma doesn't tell her story. Everybody else around her tells Mm -hmm. her story. And And then she's just left to smile. No wonder she's smiling. She doesn't know what the (laughs) fuck to do. And then she just like, and like the arguments between the arguments between her and, you know, uh, Alyssa, uh, Alyssa green. Um, (laughs) Like, they they're not arguments they're just kind of like man i really hope i have a relationship like that where it's just like are we broken up yeah okay done i was like wow that's a that's easy <laughs> they're really I, I, I literally said a lot. i was like that was easy <laughs> okay yeah and like cherry blossoms are falling behind them and so right. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. We're we're going to high school in Indiana on the set of Carousel. I love that. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that was that's another downfall. And um, and we'll toss in Alyssa into this kind of situation because it just like yeah. it it was the two of them, and it should have been about the two of them. And also the other thing that um the Broadway show did. And again, it goes to my point about that. Not all queer stories have to have happy endings and we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not like death and trauma and everything like that. Right. If her bigoted mother is like, I'm not happy about this and leaves, Alyssa should be like, well, fuck. Okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, cause her mother's an asshole. So it's right. like, fine, just stay an asshole. Like, I don't care. And yes, I understand that we probably needed to give Carrie Washington some like redemption and and no. that the theme of the the movie is like everybody's allowed and everybody can be here and all this stuff, but it's still I was kind of like ah, I kind of like it better when it just doesn't work, you know. In the stage version does the mom just like Yeah, she when she says we'll talk about this tonight, that's like her last line and she like leaves. And oh, great. almost so- it's like yeah, okay. Alyssa's sad, but she's like, I have you and I'm okay, you know? Sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the movie, Carrie Washington comes back at the end in the yeah. best costume. Oh, my God. That outfit. She, she came also, on like, and I was like, excuse? Who? How, how does she have it? <laughs> like, I'm like, what? What, what F-A-G-G-O-T in Indiana <laughs> Which Last sign minute. art did you buy that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like she walks out in that outfit, and it was like, oh, okay. This is no great. Like, you would just have that sitting around, but 
But the other thing was like Ariana, like when when uh, you know uh, her mother first left her, like went into that like hardcore cry that I was yeah. like, I oh I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if this is the right approach. <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> I am now an acting coach, and I think that's not it. Um, excuse me, I've won a Jeff Award, so I feel that I can give you Have this you? note. <laughs> yeah. For what? I meant it as <laughs> No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. What is best What's featured best featured actor. It was it was split up at that time. Featured actor in a musical for a, an adaptation or a sequel to Peter Pan called Return of Neverland. And I played the role of me. <laughs> of course you did. Wait, and when did this happen? Like 2014? It's it's back here. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's there she is. Oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> I I love this. <laughs> I didn't know. I just because most people that I know that have a Jeff Award are like, I have a Jeff Award. Don't stop talking. <laughs> and don't stop talking about it. And I personally, I don't have a Jeff Award. I have that ceramic elephant that I have sex with, and that's it. Um. Oh my that's, god. That's my Jeff Award. But so, yes. So <laughs> I feel like maybe I could give it up. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I <laughs> th- she could be what she no, you can. You can. Oh, uh, so to me though, I think honestly the the topics that we touched on of what didn't work, I feel like those are like the glaring. Like correct. Yes. Definitely. I mean, there's little quibbles here and there, but those are the glaring ones. So let's go ahead and enjoy and bask in what did work. You tell nothing. me nothing. <laughs> the movie was horrible. Nothing. Good night. Merry Christmas to all. Didi. 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 That's my favorite. I can't replicate how she said, my good friend Nikki K. I don't, how she says Didi. 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 It's like, yeah, it's in this weird place in her cheeks. And it's like she doesn't want that to be her name. I like to say it. We should touch on this because it's somewhere in between. It didn't, it's not that it didn't work, but it didn't quite work either. <laughs> like it did work quite either. Is uh, Nicole Kidman's random choices but most importantly give it some zazz <laughs> and when she full-on turned into like this like betty boop like <laughs> i don't know what came over her and she- i asked her the other day um as we were scrubbing my tub and she said i just didn't know why i was there <laughs> So that's like it's so crazy because like that role is is small and it's small on purpose yeah. because she says she's like I'm a chorus girl I'm ensemble like that's what I yeah. do you know and so you've got fucking Nicole Kidman and she's just like on for like two seconds has a song yeah. wears crazy hats 
She's she like cowbell at one at one point. <laughs> it's funny if you if you zoom in on her playing, it doesn't look like a cowbell, but the sound it's making is cowbell. Yeah, I think and that. I, and, the, and in the bootleg, it's very obviously a, a cowbell, and it's it's um, um, Seabro's character is playing it. But oh yeah, that's right. What, oh yeah, who Andrew Randall's plays. Yeah. Um, I I always put them in the same category, and. Um, okay people who i would like to have sex with <laughs> sure, sure why not oh chris Sieber, and listen from uh from that uh sitcom yeah when he was mary kate nash's dad daddy daddy <laughs> yeah he especially did it for me as lord farquaad and shrek the musical because <laughs> it's perfect height <laughs> perfect height not a big bad of them but if you zoom in on nicole kidman playing the quote-unquote cowbell, she's not actually hitting it. Which? <laughs> she's not hitting it. Which, it's almost like how she claps, right? Yeah, like it yes. <laughs> Again, Nicole Kidman, I think, is actually an alien from space. And, like... Without a doubt. Just doesn't know how humans work. But so, yeah. during Zaz, yeah, she just, like, gets this dialect out of nowhere that's, like, hardcore New York. Yeah. And, like... You know, Bob Fosse said to me. <laughs> Give her some chairs. Give her some chairs. You're like, Nicole, nothing you did so far in this film suggests that you should be talking like this. <laughs> and she's also, like, you just ate ice cream with your finger. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I will say this. Okay. I do want to shout out uh, before we get to the ice cream, because this yeah. leads to the ice cream, which is the one acting moment that I was kind of like, oh, I love this, is when Emma's crying and Angie's the first one and she's like, oh, baby. And she like, she like lets her cry and she's like nodding. Like she's like, you have every right to cry. You know what I mean? And really a good moment. <laughs> really good moment and like she was cute when she was talking to emma but then they have hagen does and just one pint of it also this little segue didn't need to happen it could have just gone straight downstairs to zaz but like she's laying in bed with her and then she takes her finger (laughs) and scoops Ice cream out of this poor girl's carton. <laughs> She's been through enough. She doesn't need you. <laughs> I think maybe when you're in the chorus of a, of um, Chicago for twenty or whatever, <laughs> however many years, and um, you don't like, you just naturally are like, yeah, I'm gonna eat ice cream with my finger. I guess it's a form of portion control. Maybe I don't know. God, oh, that was. Wild. I was it like, was wild. The definition of a choice. Yeah. <laughs> that deserves the Jeff Award. <laughs> the committee would definitely recommend they, that. They would recommend that. Chris Jones catch <laughs> it up. <laughs> well, he just is his pretty girl. And then, like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, so Nicole in Zaz is definitely in that middle ground. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. So, uh, 
somebody, uh, I don't know if he'll listen to this, but uh, a friend of mine, Adam, he had on uh, his Instagram how it started and how it's going. And the, how it started was Angie Schroer with like her leg all the way up, like over her head. And then it's like how it's going. <laughs> it's Nicole doing like not even like a baba, like just kind of like little <laughs> lift. And I was like, LOL. LOL. <laughs> Yeah, the the dancing is something. The dancing, sure. I'll tell you, it worked for me when she when they got on the stairs and when they did the like hand yeah, thing. I agree. I agree. That was the most like vividly cool thing that she did. Um, there was other like stuff that I was like, eh, this is fine, but yeah. um, I yeah. think a lot of it for me is just like, well, one the lighting the lighting throughout the whole film is like very like it's of course ryan murphy being ryan murphy and it either i think works or it doesn't work and i still don't know how i feel about it in zazz but i don't know i was just watching a bunch of clips from the original annie film because of Anne ranking Ranking. and all of her r.i.p and like all of her like dance numbers of course, like when they move to a different room or something, like the shot changes. But like the first like minute and a half of "Let's Go to the Movies," where like her and Annie are getting ready, it's all one take. Yeah, yeah, and like it's wild. <laughs> and that's when you know. So like, just the more shot changes there are, the less I am of like, okay, this took a while to get down. Which yes. like at the end, I guess doesn't matter because that's the beauty of film. But yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah, it just it was. But Jane Craig Kelsey could have done it all in one take, is what I'm saying. You were the person who first said that to me, and you're so right. That is Jane Krakowski's role. And how dare. <laughs> I, I, I want to be clear here. I thought it should have been Jane back when they first announced this movie. Yes. Now, now all the white gays are saying it should have been Jane. <laughs> but I would like to say here on your, your Jeff Award-winning podcast... <laughs> That I said it like a year to two years, somewhere in that range ago. I believe. And I will leave it at that. I will leave it at that. I also think, don't you say uh, that it should be Jane to every casting announcement of every film? Correct. (laughs) She should have been in Hillbilly Elegy. (laughs) She should have been the grandma in Hillbilly Elegy. She should have been the Titanic. She should have. Everything. I I agree. I agree. She would have been incredible. And like, God, to ha- have her acting with Meryl would be such a Delicious. fucking delight. <laughs> like such a delight. Oh, I would love that. But so okay, so what worked? I think you and I both, we are followers of the Church of Streep. And Church of Street, God bless. <laughs> and and I agree. It was the most fun that she's had on screen in quite some time. Yeah, and since she died in Mamma Mia too. <laughs> that's, that's the most fun she had on screen was because she wasn't on screen for that. But this is she got hit by a bus. <laughs> that, that's what I think happened to her. But on the Greek Isle, so like, right. yeah, yeah. It, there shouldn't have been a bus, but, but there was. was. And she, it hit her. Oh, uh, but so, um, so yeah, so we've got 
Meryl really just like chewing the scenery, playing like I think Meryl always does really well with playing almost like tongue in cheek against herself. Like yeah. she just pretty much was like, "What would Meryl Streep?" Air quotations again. Like, what would she be like as a stage diva? And like, yeah. that's that's her version of Dee Dee. That is mm-hmm. absolutely her version of Dee Dee. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, what it, was your like favorite Meryl moment? Oh, oh my god. Okay, so before the movie and before watching, and I, I, it took me. I mean, I watched. Beth Level's performance of 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 from a a quote unquote slime tutorial uh, from the final performance, um, which is what I was watching today of the whole show. But I had watched her do the ladies improving at the final performance a long time ago. It's incredible, and it, it's incredible. She stops the show. It's there's a standing ovation for like two and a half minutes. Yeah, it's insane. But how that number is in before really finding out. And I hadn't I hadn't listened to the whole Broadway cast recording either. I really only knew that song because I was like, "Give me the give me the big number." Yeah, I assumed it was an eleven o'clock number. Oh no, it's not. I, it's like at the beginning of what is like the second act, yeah. and I was it's like right after Zaz, and I'm like, "What? Huh?" <laughs> I was like, "There's more," which didn't help in terms, of, especially with the movie, because I didn't. After that, I was like, "I don't care what happens." Like. She's got she's got Keegan Michael Key Keel Kim Lime Pie back and, <laughs> and so I really I can check out now. Um I'll take a finale, but you know what, if that lesbian goes to prom, whatever. Like <laughs> which again t- ties us back to maybe the structure on film I don't think worked as well in Too terms many- of you're trying to accommodate too many stories. And again, yeah. because we added in that fucking James Corden thing with his mom, that was a mm-hmm. whole nother plot that we had to add. And we already I, had too many. <laughs> well, and it just threw the pacing, it just threw the pacing off. So like yeah. Meryl does that number and it's in the same place as it would have been in the stage version. Mm-hmm. Because like structurally, like it's all the same. They just added in more that elongated it. But like, I didn't care. Like the movie, the movie could have been over for me by then, which is yeah. not the point. Like I shouldn't, she's not why this story ex- existing. So, um, but the number was a fantastic and, but, and I listened to that song. I listened to Beth do it yeah. many a time, just walking to and fro. It's a good, let me amp my shit up, you know? Um, yeah. It's an, it's an outs. It's just an outstandingly written role. Yeah, um, it is. It's a testament to Bob Martin, who wrote the book, yeah. and of course gave Beth her Tony-winning performance in Drowsy Chaperone. And the yeah. Drowsy Chaperone, that character is so stunningly written, and so is Janet right. Vandegraaff. Like he actually does. <laughs> some of these women that he writes are just like dynamite roles, and yeah. so that's how I felt. Like I mean, it is no matter what you're going to get like a really stellar performance performance out of it because it's a great, great uh, written role. But then you put people like Beth level, like Mm -hmm. Meryl Streep, like it's, 
it's like you're just like oh my god (laughs) it's so good it's so good it's so good um wait do you have a tony award and you're not telling me about it (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna check in on real quick let me scan the room (laughs) um but actually um no the (laughs) i liked um what what's it called this isn't this isn't this is in this is it's not about me it's not about me yeah yeah the lyrics one are brilliant in that song I, unless I'm doing the miracle worker, I won't yeah. play blind, deaf, or dumb. <laughs> like, it's genius. And also, like, the line about, um, I read three quarters of a news article and knew I had to come. <laughs> and when she says, I know about angry mobs, I did Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just... It's... And she doesn't know her name, like, same, because I also oh, yeah. don't know. <laughs> because I don't care about Emma and I did love when Meryl's like it's all about oh, Emma and like when she like forgets again I was like oh that's good <laughs> I mean and that's like I guess what I appreciate too is um, what I because I watched that number today from the, mm-hmm. the bootleg and a lot of the staging is the same yeah and well, because Casey Nicola, Casey Nicola did the choreography for the movie, so oh, he okay. directed. I I yeah, that. Okay. yeah. So fantastic! That makes sense. That scans. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's kind of verbatim right there. I um, yeah, I loved her. I my two favorite scene. Well, my favorite scenes were when she was opposite Keegan Michael Key, who is. To me, the MVP of this movie. He is so good. And he's he's like to be able to match energy with Meryl Streep and like be this kind of grounding force in the film, but also be funny and also like romantic. And like (laughs) he just like and and the fact that like she's you know, older than him, like kind of added this like really wonderful like energy that I just was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> like it was yeah. so cute. Ugh. He was a very welcome addition and I was yeah. glad he was there. Yeah. Um, that his his number was great. And I thought was one of the better uses of like we're doing a number and I'm singing it, but we're gonna do flashbacks during the number. Yeah. Yep. That I thought really worked because that's what I didn't care for during the ladies improving. I didn't want back and forth. I didn't I want the back and forth. The office. I, I wanted the momentum in the office of yeah. like, and I mean, and that's a big, I guess, testament to just like showing how our attention spans work nowadays. Cause just yeah. like in an old school musical, you would have just done it all in like a few takes in the office, bam, done would probably get an Oscar for it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, we have to change what's happening every two seconds. Otherwise, some fucking TikToker is going to log off of Netflix. <laughs> oh, I also loved, um, I thought her funniest moment was when she gets Emma on the, and this is a great moment in the, the, the stage musical too, but when she gets Emma on that talk show and Emma's like, I'm not gonna do it. And then yeah. like, oh. <laughs> the way well, yeah. 
Because the way that, like, I love when Meryl's, like, super physical. Like, it's mm-hmm. so fun. Because mm-hmm. she's just this, like, you know, icon. This, like, grand dame of the screen. And then she just, like, lunges at this little lesbian. For <laughs> me, like, well, it was the build-up to the lunge. Yes. It was, she starts unbuttoning her jacket. She looks like she's about to chuck her handbag at poor Emma's Emma? yeah. Emma's face. And, <laughs> and it's just so funny. It, there's mm. no use describing it any further because it's so brilliantly physical and I think she should get an Oscar nomination for it. I do too. I hate I to... I think Meryl should be nominated for this movie. I am basic as basic can be mm-hmm. in my love for her mm-hmm. and i don't give a fuck <laughs> like she yeah. just to me like i just i i just love her work i just love her work and i love her and i think that um she's she was so good in this role and she had yeah. so much fun yeah, yeah. i'm I'm justifying the fact that I want her to be nominated for an Oscar for The Prom <laughs> by um, acknowledging that like she was totally just like resting on her semi-pretentious laurels in that new um, HBO oh, Max movie. It's like Dames at Sea, but it's not a musical. Um, Candy Bergen at Sea. <laughs> Candy... <laughs> Candy Bergen's Island. Um <laughs> And Candace Bergen as Gilligan. <laughs> Candy <Walking>. Bergen Island. <laughs> Candy Bergen. <laughs> and Diane Weist as um, a oh, life preserver. God. Um, no, it's it's Candace. It's a very good film. And like yeah. Meryl is fine, but like she's doing her okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch below my chin. I'm gonna yeah. touch my face. I'm gonna I'm gonna rub underneath my nose. I'm, I'm it's just so much hand to face acting and <laughs> It's fine, but it's Candy. Candy Bergen is so. I mean, good. I'm proud of Candy Bergen. I love her. I'm proud of her, and it's good because I have to be proud of Candy Bergen because I can't be proud of Nikki K right now because she's <laughs> real sloppy with her accents. She's doing too much. She's I, not I doing too much. <laughs> Did you watch that? Did we talk uh, about? That? I watched the whole thing. Yes. I I thought it was Julie Rabe's ballerina daughter that was the murderer. <laughs> yes, you said that. By the end, I was convinced because I was like, it cannot be as simple as I is it's gonna be. And then speaking of Annie, the original Annie, the ending is lifted, copied, and pasted straight from there. When they keep, there's a helicopter and everything. It's the exact same thing. Oh all my god. All missing is Tim Curry punching Carol Burnett on a train. <laughs> God, that movie's crazy. I, I was talking to um my friend Alex today, and I was like, do you remember, because we were talking about Anne Ranking, and I was like, do you remember when Tim Curry, and I've watched that Annie twice now during quarantine, um, I was like, I forgot about the part, and do you remember when Carol Burnett is like, oh, he's gonna kill her, and she suddenly cares about Annie, and she, like, runs after Tim Curry as Annie's, like, climbing up this bridge, and, like, yeah, it's it's, it's not a train track, it's under a bridge. Anyway, it might have been a train track. Anyway. Um, 
and goes up to Tim Curry to stop him, and he punches her. Full-on punches her. And as I, I say in the Carol Burnett episode with Christina Jones, I mention that I love that she gets punched by him, fully knocked out. And then when he slides down and gets into like the the thing that they all catch him in, the like fire department catches him in, all she does is like take her purse and like smack him and be like, oh you (laughs) like you're like, he punched you. (laughs) Meanwhile, Bernie P is like hightailing it to (laughs) Jake. Oh Bernie. (laughs) Anyway, Candy Bergen. Best Supporting Actress. I would love it. Meryl Streep should be nominated for The Prom. I think so, too. Because, also, she she thrives when she's challenged. Like, when... And to me, this is the musical she's always wanted to do on screen. Like, you know, she does just find an Into the Woods, Mamma Mia, whatever. Like, it's whatever. Don't diss Mamma Mia, Tommy. It's not just whatever. <laughs> it is Mamma Mia, the movie. The movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she, this was what she wanted to do. Be a yeah. song and dance like yeah. diva and just like have fun and be so funny. Like It's a Patti Lapone moment. Yes. Yes, exactly. She's she's totally living her Patti Lapone life, you know? <laughs> so good yes and yes agreed and i know everybody like sure there's tweaking that probably happened audio wise but like i don't care it sounded great yeah it sounds great and because she also sold the numbers and it's fine that she doesn't have the power of beth's voice a person's voice is like we're allowed to have different voices. We're allowed to be different. And yeah. both women can be outstanding. And we can say, I'm not saying fuck Beth level. If I'm saying, Oh, no. I love Meryl Streep in this movie. No, I, I die for Beth level. But yeah. like, can I, can two women be incredible? Like, is that? Yes. <laughs> well, I think it's also like, you know, I mean, can you imagine, look at the controversy we're having over, James Corden. Imagine yeah. Beth Level. I love her. Imagine her warbling in a right. in a film version. She'd be teared to, she'd be torn apart. Yeah, by people who don't understand like well what it is to actually belt. right people people kind of forget uh, about the producers and what happened there. And we like yeah. put the Broadway show on you know screen, and yeah. it was too much. And that is coming from. Uh, Nathan Lane is my idol. I pray to her every night. Yeah. And like, she's my everything. And it was too much. Too much. <laughs> too much. The best person in that film is Will Ferrell. And it's wild. Yeah. yeah. But like, they, you know, like sometimes translations to screen. And also, the, they obviously had a short amount of time filming this. Yes. Because I feel like that that cast photo came out what like, <laughs> like three months ago. Well, it came out three months ago, but they had finished filming back. I they finished filming the bulk of it right before. Um, oh, okay. We, um, how did what's it called? The pandemic yeah. happened. 
And um, <laughs> that wasn't me trying to be funny. I literally no, don't know I, how, to, how to explain what is just life to I me. keep on calling uh, it quarantine, but like it's not, we're not quarantine anymore because <laughs> everyone's an idiot. But um, yeah, I, yeah, they finished, I guess, the bulk of filming back then. And then I think once it was okay to start doing like film work again, they did maybe a few more things. Or maybe they just never did, and they just sacrificed some stuff they wanted to do. No big group numbers, but like, yeah, like small, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, and then they, yeah, so, and I, then I think they were just sitting on that cast photo for who knows why. Um, <laughs> that, that Glee reunion photo. <laughs> I saw that and I went, "Well, we're fucked." <laughs> that first photo where they're all just sitting there, just like. I also, I love the way that Ryan thinks that all high schools look the exact same thing. That was McKinley. Did he ever go to high school? Did he ever go to high school? I don't know. But he's like, they've got crazy doors to offices. (laughs) So like that big sliding door that Keegan-Michael Key had. I was like, I, nobody. At a public high school in Indiana? What? And, like, everything's, like, burnt sienna. Like, the colors are, like, crazy. It gets to a point oh. where it's, like, he, he obviously, he has an aesthetic. Yes. But then you're, like, but does, this aesthetic does not work for this story. So he thinks that teens still hang out in malls. That's crazy. In the, in the Broadway production, they nail it. They're all hanging out in the convenience store parking lot. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's all you needed to do. That I is where teens hang out. That is absolutely where teens hang out. I was talking about the mall and I was like, wait, what year is this actually set in? Yeah, I know. And then I me was assuming the present, but now I, I apparently were, you know, in two thousand three. So uh, but yeah. Um any what else worked for you? Oh, what else worked? Um when Carrie Washington sang for three seconds that was great um, so good. i mean because her moment when she sang it was very like pattery very like um well we were talking the other night um when we were both tipsy we were like oh she needs to do sondheim yeah it um, almost it almost sounded like another hundred people to me like it felt like yes it like was it very her singing that you know yeah. Well, yeah and she could play any besides i can't see her as Joanne, but any of the uh, women in company, I think she yeah. would nail. Um, I kind of want to even see her as like Charlotte in a little night music. Okay. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. With, honestly, I'm putting Nikki K as Desiree. Oh. <laughs> okay. I was with you for a little bit. <laughs> or Kate Blanchett. Kate's my, my other. My dream Desiree is Audra McDonald. And I think, like, if she was Desiree and mm-hmm. Carrie Washington was Charlotte, yes, yes, get, yes, yes. get Broadway ready. <laughs> yes, so long as Cecily Tyson can be Madame Armfeld. <laughs> okay, so my friend Nick, shout out uh, Nick Reinhardt, who's probably listening right now. Uh, he suggested Felicia Rashad, but I told Oh, yes, absolutely. Very down for that. <laughs> but if it was Cicely Tyson... Cicely would not be able to get through um, Leo's on. 
<laughs> no. Poor thing. She's oh, God. still on the trip to Bountiful, honestly. She, <laughs> she map quested, but Did she's she still ever going. Get there? <laughs> um no, I like I like the idea of Felicia. That is that is brilliant. That's, yeah. That's good. I I always in my head I never even though like we've got we've had Bernie P as um Desiree, I never think to cast someone who can sing because it wasn't written for right someone capable of singing. Right. Um, so that's why I always and I mean I guess Nicole can sing. Well, I I do think that there is a, a version of night music that could exist with her as Desiree. I don't think that that's bad casting. Just thank you, cherries. thank you. <laughs> I was nervous because me, a peasant over here with no debt reward. Thought that maybe I was dumb. I don't know what accent I'm doing. That hey, that's give me an Oscar because that was as dedicated as Nicole's accent work. That's I was about to say that's your Zaz accent. It's like half leprechaun, half (laughs) half Liza Minnelli having a stroke. Damn. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh yeah. Oh god, that video. Oh my god. Kids at home, if you haven't watched Liza Minnelli being <laughs> interviewed in her car in the parking garage, ask someone, well, how does it go? Someone asks if she can somebody's, still sing. Somebody's like, you heard that you're sick and, and that you're losing your voice. You can't sing like you used to. And she's like, Of course I can. Dale. <laughs> Dale. To automatically defend your vocal ability, your vocal prowess, <laughs> your brain for the syn- for the synapses in your head to just go, Deo, I will prove to this per to this paparazzi. You know, she could have just been watching Beetlejuice. She could have been. <laughs> she could have been. She was actually probably this, but oh, I love that movie. Uh, Mama loves that movie. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Carrie Washington. Yes. Yes. That's her name, right? <laughs> That's her name, right? Yeah. Carrie Washington. Saying it, out, saying it out loud right now, it didn't feel real. <laughs> I thought I, I, in my head, I said, I said Carrie Washington, but in my head, my brain said Carrie Coon. Can you believe that? Oh, God. That would have been, that would have had some deft to it. <laughs> wow. Oh. That's the last theater I saw before um, the the pandemic was Bug. Same. At Steppenwolf starring Carrie Coon. Yeah. How fucked up. Like, because I did too. That was the last show I saw before this all happened. Yeah. How fucked up to see (laughs) a show about, like, a mysterious disease that, like. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot all about it. And then I. I I forgot all about it. And I didn't know it was prepping me. <laughs> for everything. everything. And now here we are. I for, I forgot about that show. And then the other day, um uh, you know, one of these um because I I'm um in I'm a member with Helena Handbag and our holiday show just came out and I normally I'm like, do I read reviews, do I not read reviews? But I was like, well, I'm gonna read reviews for this because um I, I, it's not like I have to go and do a run for six months, for six weeks, and knowing what someone said, I was like, it's yeah. already done. 
it's filmed. Yeah, it's, it's filmed. filmed. Done. Um, and so I read this review, and someone called me blousy. <gasps> oh, I've I've gotten blousy before. <laughs> a lot of people use that word and don't really know that it's kind of like. Oh, it's. Listen, I've heard like it's ridiculous what critics, especially like bloggers, like feel like they could they could say. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just like, like I the amount of times that they've been like, he's a man of of like a certain size, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> what, what does that have to do with any character? <laughs> yeah, I'm like Blousey, just say like hot. Like I know I was playing a hot mess. Like I. <laughs> I was playing it fast and loose, but and then I remembered Bug because Jennifer Engstrom, phenomenal yeah. actor here in the city, was in Bug, was called Blousy in a review, and I was like, "Look, if you call Jennifer Engstrom Blousy, you can call me literally anything you want. Call me anytime. Call me anytime." <laughs> but I had to Google the word, and I was like, "This is kind of maybe an offensive thing to be called." I think so, I because think- like, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, that was me getting on a tangent about um, <laughs> critics. Go to handbagproductions.org and watch watch the show. Yes, it's yes. still going to be streaming when this airs. It's a it's a it's a holiday show. I play Bernadette Peters. Anyway, um, Carrie Washington is the name <laughs> of an actor in the prom. Loves to act with her nose and her mouth. The space oh. between her nose and her mouth. Oh, sh- there is nobody who can curl their lip better. Like curls the lip. Ugh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> like, it's, what was that show she was on at the beginning of quarantine? Scandal. Wait, no. What show? Piece? Oh, it's oh, um, Little Fires Everywhere. Yes, big little fires in my big little town. Beautiful things, <laughs> wild. Yeah, it. <laughs> she was. She was definitely, you know, top lip acting in that very much so, show very much as so. well. <laughs> um, she's anyway. A- yeah, she's phenomenal. So she worked for me. Um, yeah. Andrew Randall worked. I agree. That, that Bible thumping number in the mall that did it for me. Yeah, um, I, I even would get to say underused. Like I think, like yeah, yeah, he was so dynamite and. Yeah. They did shorten the um, the monster truck r- rally number, yes. which is longer and is really fun. And uh, Dee Dee and Barry sing, and like Angie, like dresses like a showgirl, and like all this stuff. And it's so <laughs> ridiculous. So I would have loved to have seen that fully played out, but I understand why they didn't because it, it's long. Um, yeah, and but. It- is it at a monster truck rally in the stage version? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's so good. Uh, um, I'm trying to think what else worked because I definitely did like other things. Um, oh, that's another one of my favorite Meryl moments when they're at the monster truck rally and she just goes, what did she say? She's like, okay. Or like she says yeah. something and then just the way she like, turns around and walks away is so genius. It was very, um, the, I mean, the energy was very like, we've all been there when you're like, I'm in a shitty show and I know I'm in a shitty show and now I have to go and do it. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, exactly. Just 
eight more weeks of this shit and then I can collect my $100 stipend. <laughs> and if you're Tommy, get a Jeff Award. <laughs> get a plaque. <laughs> get a plaque. And well, I, they're trophies now. Whatever. Oh, yours is just a plaque. That's I'm not right. better. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, no. Do you think you can get like... um? What's somebody's the word? Asked. A retroactive? Uh, uh, asked. Yeah. <laughs> and they said no. So I'm assuming it's a no for me as well. But no. I... <laughs> oh, that's awkward. <laughs> no, I think it was a joke. But uh, but no. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Andrew Reynolds definitely worked for me. Andrew Reynolds always, always works for me. Um, whom what else worked? It's just, it's kind of just like, um, I think the score sounded incredible. It, oh, like, the are phenomenal. Like, the, like yeah. that, the opening of it with the, the strings being like, beep, 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 boom, boom, boom. Oh, I like, great. I cry every time. Cause it's just so like, you just get so pumped. And yeah, the cat overture wishes it could be that. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I thought like it just it sounded it sounded incredible. Like mm-hmm. it really, they did a really great job with that. And yeah. and for the most part, you know, like like I said, like I do think the Emma had a, a really uh, great voice, and she sounded great on all those songs. And she gets like so many like sweet ballads and stuff. So mm-hmm. it, um, yeah. And then I think we both can agree that ultimately, ultimately for me, what like entirely saves the movie and why I'm like, let's not throw this away. Maybe like, just like watch the ending and watch those kids, like those actual queer kids walk onto that, that dance floor. And I'm just, I'm was done. I mean, full on sobbing. Cause like, yeah, it was the best. That was the best choice they made. That was the absolute yes. best choice they made is yeah, to just that, show those kids. The ending was phenomenal. And <laughs> yeah, it, that's when you're like, okay, this, this was what the point of the movie was. And it wasn't um, right. Nicole Kidman playing cowbell. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I just, yeah, it got to the end, and I was like, "Yes, I will watch this again." And yeah. I, you know, there might be parts of it that I skip through, but yeah. I, at the end of the day, I'm like, it's not trying to. It, at least at no point is it ever trying to be something that it's not. Yeah, in the sense of like, it is at times when I'm like, okay, you're you're padding way too much, or you're giving too much material to people when like we really should focus on like streamlining this narrative but right it's not trying to be like it's not it's it's not trying to be um it's not it's not it's not superior queer art by any means like no it's not angels it's not (laughs) moonlight it's not any of these like it is just it's just a fun like ultimately what i thought when it was over is i was like I have a niece who's in high school and I was like, she's going to fucking love this. Like she is going to be obsessed with this. And 
no matter what, she's going to see a perspective that she does not know. And while it's not a perfect perspective, like there's still something that she could take away from it and she's not going to learn it at home. So I'm just glad it's going to be in a movie. You know what I mean? Like, no, that was, when I, whenever I would get frustrated at it or like have those like what the fuck moments or <laughs> I was like this movie would have helped me a lot if I had seen it growing up I would and, and as cliche as that is to say it's the truth and yeah. um, because a lot of what I you know what I watched what you know we all watched growing up you know those of us that are now um Aged, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Aged years. <laughs> um, us Jeff Award lists, F A G G O T S. Um, speaking for myself, speaking for one half of those of us in the podcast, my podcast right now, your podcast. Um, <laughs> I had like, you know, you watched High School Musical or like you watched stuff that like... Well, for me, it was when I first saw Moulin Rouge and I was like, yeah, what yeah. is this? And well, that- I I watched it twice in a row. Like I yeah. literally went back to the home screen on the DVD and I just hit yeah. play again and I just watched it twice. Yeah, all I mean, that's... Because I even... <laughs> all the way through. And all the way through. I... Cause I don't, cause like I was at, I was just about like, like, I remember like, cause I'm comparing like in terms of like the prom reminds me of like that, like high school musical vibe yeah ish in terms of like, it's, yeah. it's, it's because it's in a school is really the only reason why I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like getting, like, I was already aging out of that by the time that came out. So like that couldn't help me. And so I, I really only had like, things that like I look back now and I'm like, oh, those are very like gay centric films, but not because they're they deal with the with the issue of right queerness bang on. It's because it's like it's Death Becomes Her. It's yes. a league of their own. It's yes. insert random old Judy Garland musical here. <laughs> they're just inherently gay because of because what they are. And I can't I can just, spend fifty years describing it what was that sorry yeah no i was just saying it's it's how it registers with you is what makes it queer like it's like yeah there's there is tons of stuff that like may not appear as like queer art to other people but you say it in front of like i mean mommy dearest like right you like any joan crawford film (laughs) like even like a valley of the dolls stuff like that like that's not specifically queer but it means a lot to queer people. And right. so who knows, who knows what might occur with this film. There's no, like, is it perfect? No, absolutely not. No. But if a little gay kid is going to get their fucking life watching this, then like, fucking go for it. <laughs> like, go for because it. it. Because it deals with queerness, like, head on. And it also deals with... Like all those films that don't deal with queer, like yeah, uh, just Meryl in that wig is gay, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> ungodly color of red. Like I like, love she looks great, but I was like, this uh, is not that's not a real hair color. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not attainable at all. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, that's I I I'm glad that uh I'm glad that you were on here to like help me deconstruct this because I think that you approached it from the same way that I did, which is just kind of like, listen, I I do think it's, I, what is it about musicals that people just love to hate watch and like really kind of come hard for it? Like, yeah. and, and sometimes it's funny to me, like absolutely cats, like I please. And right. the Mamma Mia's like, we can have fun with those and stuff. Yeah. But also like, <laughs> <laughs> the like vitriol that immediately happens when like a musical hits the screen and people are like, let's get it. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. A part of me thinks it's just because I think people think less of musicals. Maybe I don't know. And therefore it's an easier target to criticize and to, to nitpick at because yeah, so much of it, it's, it's, it's such an exaggerated form of storytelling so that I think people suddenly get to be experts on film criticism because it's a, it's a, it's like a lesser form of, you know, you show them like the favorite, you know, and they're going to be like, I didn't get that, but sure. That was amazing. And then you show them the prom and they're like, okay, I have notes on why that was a piece of trash. And you're like, and it's also just this thing of like, it wasn't trying to be something that it's not. It, it wasn't trying to be like this. I mean, if it's nominated for any Oscars, that's because it came out this year when like nothing came out. <laughs> when nothing came out, or like I don't know. I'm like I was just talking to someone who like brought up that like Mank film that is now on Netflix. I guess with Amanda Seyfried, and I'm like, when did this come out? Like I have no clue what's coming out or what's going to be like considered. Yeah. Like, Oscar worthy. Like Francis McDormand has a film coming out. I'm still waiting for Promising Young Woman to I drop. Know. Oh my God. I can't oh. wait. I cannot Alleg- wait. I cannot wait. Apparently, it's coming in theaters on Christmas Day, and then like 17 days later, it's going to be dropped okay. online. Whatever. I'll wait. But <laughs> I'll wait. But yeah, so I'm just like, it, it's just, you're going to n- never like a musical if you go into it expecting. Yeah. And that's not to say like musicals can't fuck your mind up. Like, yeah. And it's not saying that there shouldn't be criticism because there absolutely should always be yes. a discussion of a critical analysis. Absolutely. Right. I just, it, what makes me laugh and where I'm like, okay, is when people are acting like they were up for the movie and they like lost out and you're like, were you? <laughs> you, you. Why is this a personal assault against you? Like, it's not, it, that's not criticism. Criticism is, you know, the James Corden discussions are interesting. It yeah. actually is leading to some really interesting discussions. And yeah. I think people have nailed it on the head when people are like, I actually don't care about this <laughs> like voice that he's doing and like, whatever. I just hate that he has this big moment, you know? And like, that's where it's offensive. That's where it's like, okay, I don't like that. There, you can break down and you can be critical without just immediately being like trash, trash. You know? Right. You know, and 
Yeah, it just it gets so dicey in terms of all of it with the James Corden discussion. It it gets dicey because you know one person's like, well, you know he he never had that experience, so why does he get to play that role? And then you're like, okay, but like I'm playing a murderer and I never murdered anyone, you know, yeah. like yeah. which now I'm comparing gay people to murderers, I guess, but. <laughs> I can get away with that <laughs> as a gay. No, um, I'm kidding a little bit. This is my podcast, but um, the president's dead. And I, <laughs> I sometimes worry that people take that me seriously. And so I, but yeah. And then it also comes to like criticism where, where you're just like, yeah. you're doing a disservice walking into something like the prom is not Stephen Sondheim's passion. Yeah. And let me tell you, you don't want Stephen Sondheim's passion. <laughs> that's not an assault against passion. That's just an assault that like nine, nine out of 10 people are never in their life going yeah. to be one, ready to sit through passion. Yeah. So <laughs> just, just take the fluffy musical about a lesbian wanting to go to prom. Or just like, just let it exist, or if it's not your thing, don't watch it. Just don't, don't watch, watch it. No one made you sit and watch it. <laughs> no one held a gun to you and said, you're going to watch the prom. <laughs> like, like, Ryan, like, Ryan Murphy shows up at everybody's house. Yeah. And it's like, and then if you are going to comment on it and you are going to make fun of it or like be so like mm-hmm. adamantly against it, I hope you watched every second of that film because... Yeah, sure. I'm in the camp of you got to know it to make fun of it. Yeah. And, yeah. Also be funny. And, and be funny about it. That also helps a little bit. Don't <laughs> please my kingdom for some wit. <laughs> I just think back to last year with everyone making fucking cats memes. And I'm like, I looked at the box office numbers and I know I'm the only person that saw a cat. So same. You don't get, so you like no you don't get it the world we live in where like you can get you can make fun of anything because you have access to a three-second clip of it and suddenly you're an expert on it so yeah it's like her line i read three-fourths of an article and i knew i had to come yeah exactly oh my god exactly no i love this this was such a great discussion about this film Thanks for uh, having me back, for having the restraining order lifted just so that we could do this. I, I, I just, like, this is what I needed because I knew that you would just, like, go. And I could yeah. let, because I could hear you, like, <laughs> all day, just making oh, me laugh. Yeah, I could keep going, but I'm, I hope I gave um, the no. lovely listeners at home on this, this, on this Christmas morning. On this Christmas morn. <laughs> I hope you all unwrapped your presents to the sound <laughs> of my sibilant essence. <laughs> oh, yes. So this was just an exploration of something that didn't have to be, that like doesn't have to be good, doesn't have to be bad, but it was a moment. Like it yeah. truly was a moment that we had to address. Yeah. And so yeah. And that is a gag in itself. Like the reaction to this movie is absolutely a gag in itself. Full, full gag. Full gag. And just every, like, I just will never forget two weeks ago reading the first article that was like James Corden doing gay face. And I was like, 
oh boy, here we go. <laughs> buckling up, buckling up. I was like, oh. <laughs> my airbags don't work. <laughs> my um, airbags don't work. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Keep them. No need to workshop. It's great. I no need to workshop. I know everyone just laughed at it, including your grandmas. <laughs> No, they're not near us. Please don't 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 be near your grandmother today. Please, thank you. (laughs) Unless it's behind like plastic or something, (laughs) like a shield, or like she's in jail and like you're like (laughs) on the outside. They're playing the podcast like on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy, Tyler Anthony Smith, you are currently in Helena handbags production of a rip nelson holiday spectacular correct holiday special holiday quarantine special, special. something like something. that yes <laughs> yes handbagproductions.org um yes i i play bernadette peters i play an elf stripper i play a mother isn't that just isn't that a track that will not win me a jeff award <laughs> i mean listen what are you up against this year <laughs> I am up against um, no one. No one. <laughs> I am up against um, right before the pandemic hit. Nikki K was here in um, <laughs> in a storefront production of You're in Town as a puddle of piss. Oh, I really loved her in a doll's house, though. That was <laughs> they did a doll's house at an empty gas station. It was incredible. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I love site specific theater. <laughs> she was the house. <laughs> Oh, Tyler. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tommy. And to everyone else, Merry Christmas. And thank you for joining this very special episode of An Absolute Gag.